listening to Is This Good, the show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big, wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Great to have you here. And today's guest made me laugh really hard a little while ago, and I've wanted to have her on the show since. She's an amazing stand-up. She's one half of Two Dykes and a Mic, the hit podcast that's currently selling out live shows all across this beautiful country. And... She's a real Bassett hound, a.k.a. a lover and appreciator of Angela Bassett. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Rachel Scanlon. Rachel, welcome to Is This Good? Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, what are you doing this week? You're running intervals, hill repeats, fart licks? Oh my god, I'm so glad you asked. It's uh, taper week. The marathon is on Sunday. So... Oh, you're doing the L.A. marathon. Yes, I am. Yeah, That's so it is exciting. very strange to be, you know, you build, you run, you run, you're doing, you know... 18, 20 miles, and then this week is like, you run four mm-hmm. and two. I mean, I'm barely even sweating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's important. Uh, it's important. You got to let that body rest. I'm already carving up. I'm carving up big. <laughs> I'm going to go ham. I'm like, it's spaghetti <laughs> meatballs tonight. I am like fully stocked up. I'm ready to rock. I mean, I'm taking the carbohydrates a little too far, and that's my ch- that's my choice fine. as an that's athlete. Fine. You need them. Your body needs that energy. Is this, So this is your first one, right? Yes, this is my first marathon. Yeah. I ran a half marathon once, and then I was like, okay, that was way too fucking easy, obviously. Uh. So then I was like, <laughs> I have to do the full marathon. And then as you're training for a full marathon, you do halves along the way. Those mm-hmm. are, what is that? That's like child's play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you have a goal time? Mm, I'm like, oh. my goal time is more so I want to... Complete it in a way that feels the most efficient for me, but I'll probably do it around 420. Okay, so I've seen um, some of your Nike Run Club uh, screen grabs that you've posted on social media. You're Um, so obsessed with me, Matt. I know, I know. I'm like the... (laughs) I'm going full Nardwar here. Um, I gotta say, you're running fast. If, yeah. if your long runs are any indication, you're going to do this way faster than 420 because you're running nine-minute miles for, like, 18 miles. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I'll tell you what. I It, ha- it makes no sense. I had no idea that I would be – you know, you like you, – you, I had no idea. I'd be so good at everything that I've ever tried in my entire <laughs> life. I had no idea. But I'm running, like – fast yeah i had like yeah i did a 12 miler that was like my average splits for the 12 was like eight eight fifty like who is like that is so fast and i need you guys to understand that i am not tall i am five four and i'm very top heavy okay i am a busty bitch like i am moving a lot of substance so the fact that i'm even able to like get these miles in like i'm out here i'm running for the thick chested bitches out here just like <laughs> let top heavy dykes run the la marathon <laughs> uh, but thanks for dropping the term a busty bitch because now we definitely got people going from the podcast to the youtube channel just to check it out. so that's <laughs> we do thank you for that free advertising um how have the the live two dykes and a mic show has been going because I know you were on this tour, but I'm seeing again through your social media because I am obsessed with you. Yeah. You're selling out huge places. It's crazy. It's absolute mayhem. It made like, because we, we toured before the pandemic, we did a few runs. They were great. They were awesome. And then this was our first 
longer, you know, outside of California, even we do like San Francisco, we do the Bay and stuff, but we went like East coast. We went like all over Florida. We did Boston and New York and we're doing like 22 cities and, uh, first time back since the pandemic. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, lesbians are out here getting <laughs> buck wild and it's been really, it has Wait, been in what the best. sense are they getting buck wild? Watch, I mean, not, they're not podcast? just showing up. I mean, they're like, they're showing out. Like, they're getting okay. rowdy. They're, like, staying for two hours after to, like, buy a hat. Like, they're, and they're, like, hooting and holler. It's, like, their night out. You know what I mean? They come up to you after, and they're, like, this is my wife, Angela. We fucking <laughs> love you. <laughs> you know, they're, like, they're hardcore. It's, like, really, honestly, it's, like, it feels like magic to get that many gay people together in one place is truly like some of the best times. And I feel like bad for straight people. I feel bad for straight comedians. I feel like, I mean, already you guys have to be straight, which is devastating. And then on top of that, you don't get to have like the queer community coming out to live shows is like just, it's magical. And with like these venues that we're doing, I mean, we, Obviously, we're doing comedy clubs. You know, I'm a stand-up comedian, and then we can use their equipment very easily to do a live version of the podcast. And then these last few venues, we were doing, like, small music theaters. And I'm like, they're packed. That's, that's I so mean, it's cool. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. And also congratulations because you're doing an hour soon. Now, I was excited because I saw it on Instagram. Reserve yeah. two tickets in Los Angeles. This is April 7th, if you're around. Yes. Then I went to your Instagram and you posted it and you said, let's pack this theater full of queers. And I said yes. to my girlfriend, I don't know. <laughs> we, are we are once again taking up space. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, please listen. I love like, I love a, a gorgeous sprinkling of heterosexuality like throughout. You know what I mean? Just uh, like we'll, a we'll respectful be the Parmesan amount. cheese on top of the... Exactly. You know when you get like a an iced chai and they just put like a tiny little bit of nutmeg on there if you're fancy, uh -huh. a little bit of cinnamon. That's mm -hmm. like a that's like you guys. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I'm so we'll excited. Also, a I whisper just, of of heterosexuality. There's like also certain bits that I do feel like the the straight community really appreciates in my set in a way that is like it's very sweet. You know what I mean? My comedy knows no bounds. You can't really put me in a box. You know, am I an oh. athlete? Am I a gay icon? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> a multi-hyphenate. A mul You know what I mean? Like I've got like a Midwest heart, but also I'm like I've had a kale smoothie. Like you can't really decide. <laughs> you know, you have to come see the hour to really get the full picture. Um, I'm glad you said you were from the Midwest because that was one of the questions I had for you. Um, before we do, before we get into housekeeping, a quick bit of follow-up, and, and it'll tie into being from the Midwest. So last week, Rachel, I had on this podcast uh, my good friend, JD's coworker, a very popular NBA analyst named J.E. Skeets. And I want to get your take on this. So are you from a small town in the Midwest? I'm from, like, a bigger town in the Midwest. I'm from Bloomington, Minnesota. The home okay, of Minnesota. the Mall of America. Yeah. The home of the Mall of America. That's, the, that's the, as big as it gets. Yeah, and the airport, and it's just, I mean, it's basically Minneapolis. We're, like, right, right there. Okay, okay, so you might not answer affirmatively on this, but are you on the notable persons section of Bloomington's Wikipedia page? I doubt it. You know, you I, I feel like because I also, I left there, and I think what would be most noted, they would be, like, 
I was the homecoming queen in Bloomington, so I was in the paper. Okay. But I think it stops after that. I was like, that's got to be it. So you could you could break out the microfiche, go get get that clipping <laughs> of you being yeah. the homecoming queen, and maybe use that to uh, to annotate I'd love on that Wikipedia. At- yeah, I would love that to be more in more of my credits. I don't know why people don't bring it up more. I wish I'd known. I would have definitely introed you uh, as 2000-whatever's um, homecoming queen. Okay, but here's what I did. So my friend is from this very small town in Ontario called Stratford, Ontario. You may know mm-hmm. it as the home of one Justin Bieber. Yeah, but not a ton of other famous people are from there. So I, I saw there was like 60 people on the notable person's section of wikipedia for his small town i added him i annotated it okay it stayed up until yesterday someone messaged me and said they took it down they took jay skeets's name down from the wikipedia so i went on and you can click on like the editing history and i see that someone yesterday edited out who is this person Hmm. magnolia 677 of course my greatest enemy right now oh my god (laughs) Classic Magnolia six six motherfucking seven. If if it had been Oak four four fifty two, we would have had no problem. No issue. This Magnolia, they're a little big for their britches. Who's got the Magnolia's got too much time on their hands? Oh, you have no idea, Rachel, because Magnolia (laughs) six seven seven. I might not want this smoke. They have made over one hundred seventeen. Thousand edits. <laughs> they have to be so lying. much. Okay, then this I didn't even know this. Then you can click into their uh, their user profile and you can see the correspondence of people that have been angry that they've taken out their edits. This person has so many conversations that Wikipedia has archived the conversations in twenty seven different folders. Each one of those folders has multiple conversations. I can't tell you how deep I dug. I want to read oh. you some correspondences. So this is a user called Invasive Spices. Hello, Magnolia677. I see here that you have a habit of removing relevant, neutrally phrased, reliably sourced material from pages, rarely give understandable edit summaries, and many users have asked you to stop. Certainly at no time is it acceptable to refuse to discuss your edits and engage in personal attacks. Stop your disruptive editing immediately. If you continue, you may be blocked. Then this one (laughs) chilled me to my bone. This one is from March 1st, 2023. So this is recent, Rachel, okay? This, this Magnolia is, is still on their fucking game. <laughs> Weaponizing architecture writes, Hey man, I've noticed a pattern in which you seem to be trying to revert various edits I've made. It almost feels targeted, since no one else has been doing it except for you. The reasons tend to be kind of nitpicky from what I've garnered. Could we talk about this? I want to resolve <laughs> it. Magnolia responded to this one. They said, I have about 10,000 cities and towns on my watch list. And I frequently revert edits that do not seem to make an improvement. So do you know what I'm dealing with here, Rachel? Wow. This person's got 10,000 cities and towns on their washers, including Stratford, Ontario? <laughs> what kind of a psychotic person is this? That's too many cities. I'm like, Mag- Magnolia is a menace to the internet. <laughs> or, I don't know, then I started thinking about it like in uh, Villain is the Hero of Their Own Story. Is Magnolia making Wikipedia safe for all of us? Like, do we want weaponizing architectures edits do we want invasive spices edits maybe they're making it worse and magnolia is actually making it better 
You think Magnolia is like the guardian of all that is factual on the internet, like doing the work, <laughs> like the vigilante of the keyboard, just yeah, guarding? They're, they're like the share. They're like the Wyatt Earp. They're like the wiki Earp of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Magnolia, you did add the guy's name as J E Skeets. That's his professional name. And then I put I, his, I, I his know, real name. It's his Magnolia. alias. He's been in the New York Times. He's been in GQ. He's been in the Washington Post. Okay. Yeah, but Magnolia only sees skeets. It's like, this can't be real. Delete. That's it. Okay, well, anyways, the end of the story is that <laughs> please email me at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com if you know how I can win this wiki war because I'm willing to go to the mat for this. Uh-huh. But I need to know, like, what do I come, what kind of annotations do I come at, wiki, at uh, Magnolia with? Because I do, I don't just want to fight this war. I want to win it. You're dealing with a, a sociopath here, okay? I, You're I really agree. getting into, <laughs> like, their court. You know what I mean? Like, this is their house. They have spent hours and tens and thousands of times doing this. Like, you have to come ready to rock. You know what I mean? Like, you're, this isn't somebody, this isn't just some, like, troll who, who runs around commenting. Like, this person has, like, what they believe is the right on their side. Yeah, you know I'm what I stepping mean? into their dojo. So if I'm not, like, a black belt, best not, best not even enter. Yeah. I love how these other people are talking to Magnolia, like, so... Like, this is the most <laughs> polite They're internet so interactions I've ever heard in my life. Like... They're like, hey, I no disres- I don't want to upset. I don't want to ruffle any magnolia feathers. But why is this part? Like these people are so sweet. I know. It's it's if if you want to feel good, if you're lonely, edit something on Wikipedia, and then you can have like a years long conversation with a stranger, uh, just going back and forth. Okay, just a quick bit of housekeeping. Only one item this week. Please join our brand new Patreon. Some of you have already subscribed. We really appreciate the support. If you subscribe, you will get cool stuff like exclusive audio and video segments in every single show that non-Patreon people won't hear. So today is the first episode where that's happening. We're going to do a Patreon within the show that's just for the Patreon sickos. You get access to our Discord where you can argue over whether things are good with fellow listeners, a.k.a. strangers, who I hopefully are as polite as... uh, Wikipedia users. Uh, you can do a live stream hangout where you can ask JD and I questions about anything you want. First one of those is happening March 30th, so sign up before then. And you can even get credited on the show. So go to patreon.com slash isthisgood. Be part of the ITG stream team. You guys are the best. If you have questions about Patreon or want to send me topics for a future show, hit me up at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Rachel, you have a Patreon. It's fun, right? Oh, God, yeah. It's the best. We host okay. like a... A monthly lesbian game night, and it is a blast. <laughs> we play Jeopardy. I mean, we get... What is that? We hmm. It's Jeopardy, but lesbian uh, trivia. Like, oh, pop wow. culture, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. It's like word yeah, well, I have to say, I did get that part. I just didn't know... Okay, thank God. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know you got... <laughs> I know you guys are from Canada, but hopefully you know what Jeopardy is. <laughs> okay, Rachel, Alex Trebek's Canadian, actually. Yeah. Oh, so, shoot. Yeah, we know. Why is everyone Canadian? <laughs> I don't know. We just, I don't know. It's just, just on this show. All right, the premise of the show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic, and you tell me if it's good. Here we go. The first topic is James T. He asks, video calling before a first date. Is this good? And he continues in his email, I recently had a FaceTime call with a woman I met via a dating app, and prior to a scheduled dinner date, to ensure that we were real people, uh, since bots and fake profiles run rampant, 
we met on video. We didn't get along too well over the call, but I thought it was just first-time nerves and the awkwardness of a video chat. I was severely wrong since the actual date was definitely worse. Uh, so, Rachel, um, start us off. Video calling before a first date. Is this good? It is the opposite of good. It is the worst. Okay? Really? Being did you, let me ask you, did you date um, during the pandemic at all? No, I've been in a, a relationship since before the pandemic. Same one, if okay. you could believe that. I can but I did that. not have to do, I mean, listen, I'm very blessed. My girlfriend is like a perfect angel, but we met on Tinder. Like we are, we are mm -hmm. app daters and we were long distance as well. So we're not like disfamiliar with having to use technology to get to know somebody that you're going to potentially hook up with. Mm -hmm. However, imagine, I mean, the audacity of sending a Zoom link or even fucking, if it's on Teams, if it's on Teams, you're never having sex. There's that, okay? But the audacity of being like, let me put you in my ca Google Calendar is so un deeply unsexy to me because it's too formal. Everything that we use video chats for are like telehealth and like business meetings and stuff like it takes out and what is it in the middle of the day do i have to see what you look like in the daytime are you gonna like light a candle if i have to put on my eyebrows for a zoom and we're not even gonna kiss each other because we're on the internet <laughs> that's a waste of my time i cannot and this is the risk of dating sometimes see you know what happened with this caller they did, they did two bad dates when it could have been one bad in-person date because you know right away. You have to smell somebody. You have to get their <laughs> essence, the uh -huh. pheromones. You know what I mean? You can be a, a freak from here. Like, it's too, there's not enough. And also, at the same time, it's way too much. It's way too intimate to be that close to somebody through a computer. I think it is, you're shooting yourself in the foot. And with dating... Even sometimes if there's bots and people, it's a scary world right now, but I would much rather have a terrible interaction at a place where I can be like, well, now I can have a drink or whatever versus just closing your laptop and it's so sad. It's too sad. <laughs> well, I would say closing the laptop is satisfying in the way that we don't have the phone slam anymore. Uh, the yeah. closing the laptop is kind of the last, like, you close it, and then even though no one's in your apartment, you, you make that face and you go, ooh. <laughs> yikes. That was yikes. If you um, give it a good slap, too, that is kind of like, ugh, that's drama. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, what I'll disagree with is this person saying they wanted to, to FaceTime because, you know, there's bots and fake profiles. I don't think that's the reason to do it. Um, the reason I asked you if you were dating at all during the pandemic is because I was, and it was the first time that I did a FaceTime call before we met. And that was because basically it was so much effort and everyone was so freaked out, like in the, in the, in the 2020s, mm -hmm. if we can all remember back uh, to meet in person, that it seemed like, let's at least do this because it won't waste our time. And it'll make us see if it's a worthwhile thing. And it's just easier to do what, whereas like planning a date seems to be much more rigorous these days. And I did honestly find it to be helpful because you'll know without leaving your house, I totally agree. You need the tactile, you need the sense, you need the musks. Um, yes. <laughs> but it, it'll tell you if you have zero, if you can't talk to a person, I think that will tell you something. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I did, yeah. like, this guy said, oh, he thought, okay, it was just an awkwardness because of a video call. I've had that same thing happen to me where I was set up with someone, spoke to her on the phone, and I don't know, I don't know why, but she was actually from Canada. I was visiting my parents. I was on uh, my U.S. Fo- cell phone. She was on a Canadian phone, and it sounded like there was a delay because she kind of kept interrupting me, and I was like, oh, that must be because we're on, like, different networks or whatever. It wasn't. We met up, and she just straight up interrupted me for, like, two oh. hours. So, yeah, that, that's not great. But, J.D., I know you haven't dated in a very long time, but nah. does doing a video date before you bothered to meet up sound like something you'd be interested in? No, not really. I mean, I gotta see the ass. It's just that simple. Even no matter how bad the video call goes, I'm still gonna go through with it, so respect to the emailer. Why can't you ask, ask her to turn around? Well, I stand um, up and turn around. Kind, I would say, I would say Rachel, what's around? that book on your bookshelf there? Is that... <laughs> is and that just make a... <laughs> <laughs> There's like, I think, I don't know, Matt, you were saying like, I don't, it's if you're using it to be like, I don't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. There, I think there's something, and maybe this is like a difference between queer dating. Like, I don't date men at all. And even when like, I'm like, waste my time. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is a yes. part of like, yeah, the, please, wa- please waste every ounce of my mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. in person. I'm like, even if it's a bad date that doesn't have connection, it's like, you're still out with like a woman. Queer community is so much smaller that there's less like opportunity to be like, next, I'll just move on. I don't want to waste my time. Like, I'm like, there's not as many of us. So it's like, Let's let's draw this out. We got like seven hour first dates that are like bad. Right, right. You you really got to give someone a shot because it is like yes. living in a, in a tiny town uh, yes. that you can't leave in a sense. But what what do you think about uh, um, a heterosexual woman that she might feel safer seeing someone uh, on on video first? So it's it's not like a stranger from the internet the first time you meet up. Yeah, I do feel like that is like a very that's a powerful, hot, straight girl move. You know what I mean? Like if I feel like that is like, listen, I've got so many suitors and there is that like, there are men are freaky. You know what I mean? Men are like, what do we do? Like, I have no idea what's going on. So if there is like the aspect of, I genuinely don't have time to waste. And I want to make sure that you are legitimately who you are. Like, I guess if you've been catfished uh, several times, <laughs> if you've been on the cast of 90 day fiance for multiple seasons and you're like, I gotta, I gotta tighten up the ship. That might be a way to like get some legitimacy before you go on a date with a man. Possibly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rachel, before the show, we pull the people on Twitter just to get a sense of where everyone is. And 78% of people said video calling before a first date is, they're on your side, not good. Okay? You, you win go. that one. Wow. On, Let's go. That's your first win on non-lesbian game night. <laughs> it, feels, it feels really good to be a winner so far. Uh, all right. Next question. Ken E. asks, okay, this one's a weird one. Doing the rock, paper, scissors action when you win. Is this good? So Ken writes, what I'm saying is, if I throw scissors and you throw paper, should I be cutting that cut. paper? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like Uncle, like Uncle Joey from Full So House. that's the most obvious one. And then the rock is what? Smash the paper? No. You no, know, smash the, the scissors. Co- and then the papers the cover the rock. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
let me ask you this, Rachel. Do you have a strategy when you're going into rock, paper, scissors? I always scissor, and I know how that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> On brand. I know that it sounds like the, a thing, but I do believe that like people overthink it. And uh-huh. I want to go in. I want to go in knowing who I am, knowing what I'm about. <laughs> I don't want to have to make a decision in the moment. I go in strong. And now, don't I guess, don't play this game with me if you've heard that because it's, you're cheating. But I'm always I'm coming in strong with the ones and twos every uh-huh. time. Is that like a thing in the lesbian community you're saying where it's like you go scissor, they go scissor, you go scissor, <laughs> they go scissor? It's a bit of a standoff, and we just look at each other like, oh really? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh really? Bisexuals go back and forth between rock and scissor. And then, obviously, we all know heterosexuals hit them with the paper, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there is something very playful about Uh the person who will do the act out Mm -hmm. after the the match, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is the sign of, like somebody who is my type of a person i love somebody first of all if we're doing rock paper scissors i know we're probably having a fun silly time like when is the last time you got to do that like that to me because I, I love games i love to play cards i love to like play mario kart like i'm always like trying i'm playing pickleball constantly oh my god so, jd let's talk, jd let's let's talk. go go ahead jd if you have any questions <laughs> i've know, never played fine. but it's jd fine. is an expert well, I'm, I'm not. My wife is obsessed. She's playing pickleball right now, actually. Oh, Every day. Three hours a wife. day, Rachel. It's a problem. Yeah. Her name and is her Rachel name is as well. Rachel. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Hey, JD, um, we're very and connected. she's slept with many, many women. So uh, there's Oh, that my God. Well, she's so. that Rachel. Yeah. You'd be, <laughs> Got you'd, it. Be, you'd like her. Uh, I love her. <laughs> listen, as far as the rock, paper, scissors goes, I do enjoy the playfulness of it. But it's always two out of three. I always do a two out of three. So it's bump, 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 bump. So it has to be on the final one. And the oh, and let's be honest. win, it's a little capper. Yes, it's for the final one. You do the snip, 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 or the rock over, you know, rock over the scissors kind of thing. But but yeah, it's always two out of three though. No, is that just me or no? Two out of three is an absolute must. You're still getting your rhythm the first two. And are we all in agreement that in terms of Hand games to decide like who's going to go first in something. Uh, paper rock scissors is the best one over, let's say, like an evens or odds or an eeny meeny miny moe. Paper mo. rock scissors. What? Oh, Rob. Oh, that's how we say it in Canada. Just kidding. We Do you normally just... lead with the paper? <laughs> He's a straight uh, guy. What do you expect? Like, what's happening here? I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. Okay, do you say evens or odds or odds and evens? I don't even I know, don't even what, know that what the that is. fuck that is. Oh, it's what an evens. You put a finger behind your back. Oh, never one or t- one or two, and the other person says odds are evens, and they have a one. They say evens, and if you put a one and they put a one, that's evens. Or oh, you say, both do it. Yeah. What? Are, am I crazy now? Well, I've I don't never know if heard I've of ever this. done that. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's then, like e- eeny meeny miny mo for people that are older than seven. You know, <laughs> eeny meeny miny mo has no integrity. You can keep changing it back and forth. My right. father said not to pick this. Well, you know, right. evens and odds has integrity. You're right. And but can't you odd. can't you just change your fingers at any point? Yeah, but if you're it a cheater, doesn't, it doesn't really matter you, though. It doesn't I'm really matter. At the same time, it wouldn't matter, right? Uh, yes, exactly. It wouldn't yeah. matter. 
Uh, yeah, because you could outthink them. They could say evens, and you could be like, oh, they're holding a two, so I better put a, I better put down to oh, a one. Yeah, right. Um, okay, well, that, that uh, went over well. I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> LOL. Uh, LOL. With, this, with, this, with this, the actions of the yeah. rock, paper, scissors, yes. I will say also another reason why it is good is because I, I really love any opportunity to, like, touch the hand of an opponent. Hmm. You know what I mean? Oh. If you're if you're if you're gonna beat them, it's kind of nice to give them a little like, hey, like make a connection. Can't do to, can't I do that over Zoom. Touch. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You gotta touch. Um, Rachel, how, getting back to pickleball, very 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 <laughs> briefly, how yeah. do you how do you pick who serves first? Do you do the spinning racket thing? Who serves first on yeah. our courts? Whoever mm-hmm. starts on the left side closest to the gate starts. Uh, okay. And then they so, rotate that every right. game. So it's house rules over there. House, yeah. I like okay, it. Maybe try, try evens and odds next time to decide who serves first. <laughs> I gotta try. I gotta bring it up with the pickleball league. <laughs> okay, one, one last quick question about rock, rock paper. So see, now I'm, I'm second-guessing myself go. here. <laughs> I've never fully understood. Like, if someone is menacing you with scissors... And you have a rock, you could bash the scissors, and now the scissors mm-hmm. shall no longer threaten you, right? If someone yeah. is menacing you with a piece of paper, which is hard to imagine, but let's say they're trying to paper cut your throat. Um, if you have scissors, you could cut that up into tiny pieces, you've mm-hmm. neutralized the threat. But if someone has a rock and you put paper on it, it's still a rock. It's still just as heavy. If someone hits you with that, it's not, it's not helping you out at all. That's... A really good. That's now a that's, really, that's a really great hack comedic premise for you, Rachel. That's a free it's... one. <laughs> you can workshop that. I like that. I'm gonna put it in the hour. <laughs> I have been honing this hour over the last five years of my life, uh, but great. I do think the rock paper scissor bit is gonna kill. Maybe closer. I think that's that could be a closer. I definitely am closing with. What's the deal with paper going on top of rock? Am I right? <laughs> Okay. Did you know maybe you could add this one? Because I did a little bit of research. I, I thought to myself, there's got to be another country or culture that uses different things than rocks, paper, scissors, because it seems so arbitrary. Mm-hmm. First one I found on Wikipedia, hopefully not edited by Magnolia677. <laughs> Magnolia. The scissors are replaced by birds, and the open palm is not paper, it's water. Okay, this, how much better is this? Bird beats water by drinking it. Yeah. Stone beats bird, classically, by yeah. murdering Bludgeoned. it. Legend. Bludging it to death. And, much better, stone loses to water because it sinks. Mm. Threat neutralized. So I think I'm going bird, stone, water from here on out. I think that that's actually so beautiful. It's it's very serene. It's, like, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I know. Why do we have the worst culture, Rachel? I don't know. (laughs) True. Uh, 66% of people say doing the rock, paper, scissors action when you win is good. Ah, So. We're all in agreement there. Rachel, when people need help navigating life's biggest decisions when they're lost, confused at a crossroads, they seek our wise counsel, and we deliver an airtight verdict. It's time to settle this. So remember, if you need advice or have found yourself in a pickle, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Tell us what's going on. We will help you, just like we're about to help this person. And Rachel, I know you you take uh, advice questions on your podcast, so I know you're going to be... Perfect on this. Oh, yeah. right, here's the email. Hi guys. Back in the late aughts, hey, we're going back here. Back in the late aughts, <laughs> my roommate Paul and I were eating way too much pizza. One Sunday, after ordering and devouring another entire medium pizza each, okay, editor's note, that's not that much pizza, but 
<laughs> what up, <laughs> We decided we needed to change, so we made a pact. No pizza for two months. We devised a plan to hold each other accountable. If either of us ate pizza during the two-month ban, we would have to pay the other $200. We agreed the ban included pizza and other pizza-like products, including but not limited to calzones, strombolis, and panzerottis. Oh. Enforcement relied on the honor system. A couple weeks later, I went to Subway for lunch. Back then, I would usually just order the sub of the day. On this day, it happened to be the pizza sub. Is this considered a pizza product, I wondered? No, it's just a sandwich, I concluded. So I ordered it, and I ate it. In the spirit of transparency, I told Paul afterwards. I said, I wouldn't have ordered it if I believed there was any chance I was in violation of the terms. Paul's response? You owe me $200. Over the last decade plus, we have never reached a consensus. I remain adamant I did nothing wrong. The only thing a pizza sub has in common with pizza is its name. It's essentially a cold-cut sandwich with marinara sauce. If it was just called Hot Italian Sub, would this even be a controversy? I maintain that in order for something to be considered pizza-like, it must basically be pizza with a different name, like flatbread. For his part, Paul insists that a pizza sub counts because of the name and the fact that it shares some ingredients with pizza. Who is right? Did I lose the pizza bet or am I innocent? I look forward to the voices of authority settling this once and for all. Cheers. Tim from Toronto, and he added, P.S., in case you think this matters, the toppings of my pizza sub were lettuce, tomatoes, onions, banana peppers, mayo, salt, and pepper. I'm aware many people would consider this gross, but my grossness is not on trial here. <laughs> so, uh, Rachel, any questions about this email before we get started, or you think you, you got it down? I mean, t- I think I've got it. I think I am understanding Tim and his roommate, right? Yes, Paul. Paul. Tim and Paul. Tim and Paul, the pizza heads. The pizza boys. Oh. <laughs> wow. They love that za. They fucking, they cannot, they're eating too much of it. They're going crazy. Also, they're, they're the like, let's go. pizza. Two That's months. Pizza. No, two months is, what, eight weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 60 days. I Unless mean, it was February. Here's what, I think it's very interesting that they had laid down such specific ground rules Mm-hmm. beforehand like they were very clear they explicitly named the items that were also accounted for the calzone Considered and then those sad. other names mm-hmm. of things that i had not heard of which made me sad because i love carbs and cheese okay you got <laughs> as you, got you know a carbo load with a stromboli what the what is a stromboli uh, you know it's all it's all like it's, covered, a, it's, a calzone. Uh, it's an inside of yeah. pizza it's a tanzerati it was the same thing I'm surprised they didn't list like a pizza roll, like a pizza, like mm. is a pizza roll count or like a, well, okay, a hot pocket? Let's go through it. Hot pocket for sure counts, right? If, yeah. If a, if a, if a, a stromboli or a or calzone counts. A pizza bagel, I think we can mm-hmm. all agree that counts. I mm-hmm. think that counts, yep. Okay. As he said, a flatbread, I think we could agree that counts. Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. Now let me, let me get on my high school, uh, my high school book report shit for a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines pizza as a dish made typically of flattened bread dough spread with a savory mixture, including tomatoes and cheese, and often other toppings and baked. First of all, not a well-written definition, Merriam-Webster. My problem is flattened bread dough. Is Detroit-style pizza flattened bread dough? Is Chicago-style pizza flattened bread dough? So. What I'm saying is, like, this guy was eating it on bread, which I think we can all agree is not flattened bread dough. Correct. 
Well, I think it. I think it's way more ingredients based. The second okay. that we're changing the form of the pizza, and we're now identifying that as still under the umbrella of the deal that they made, I think it's、mm-hmm. less of is this a pizza and more of is this under their explicit agreement to not have pizza-like products. The second we're going into calzone land, flat brand land, we have deep dish, which is of course a pizza. Then I'm like the sandwich that he ordered. I think it's very key, the marinara to me. The marinara to me is you're now stepping into pizza territory. We all know that you have now crossed the line, and the fact that he's even asking us, I think his gut. I think Tim Athi knows. I think、uh-huh. Tim knows. And I don't think it was intentional at the time, but the second you bite down and you taste that carby marinara cheesy, you're like,、mm-hmm. uh, oh fuck, oh fuck! I know what I'm. You know when you quit cigarettes and you're like, I'm gonna vape, like I'm vaping, <laughs> and you're still getting the tobacco. Like、uh-huh. this is the same, and you know, you know, you're still getting that fix. So I personally believe, whether it was intentional or not, when he ordered the sandwich, that the offense. Is clear, not okay, just in、yeah. name alone, but in marinara alone. <laughs> I agree with you, Rachel. I'm on the side of Tim is wrong here.、Mm-hmm. He's got to pay up the two hundred dollars. He's lucky if Paul doesn't demand interest on that two hundred dollars because he is completely <laughs> in the wrong. Although I will push back a little bit on the sauce part of it because. You can get, you can have an Alfredo sauce, a creamy sauce on your pizza. You can have a barbecue sauce on your pizza. It's still pizza.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this guy,、mm-hmm. Tim, has the audacity to go into a subway. It's in the name, Pizza、yeah. Sub. <laughs> okay, let me、And、push it, back on that. It's bread. It's marinara sauce. It's pepperoni and cheese. Yeah, and it's probably melted. It's probably toasted. Yeah, you would、right? assume.、Yeah. Okay. Now let me ask you this, JD. You said it's called a pizza sub, so therefore he lost the bet. If I tell you, I'm trying to phrase this in a way that makes any sense. But let's say, let's say you love lions, the animal. Yeah. Okay. And I say,、uh, JD, stop looking at lions. Okay. And you say, okay, I agree. I will make a bet. I will stop looking、For、at pictures months, of lions. For two months, I'm not going to look at another lion. Don't. And then one day, you look at a picture of a sea lion. Okay. Did you break the bet? Interesting. They're Interesting. both called lions, but I don't think you broke the bet. If I tell you, you can't go to Paris. Anymore, Paris, France, and you go to Paris, Texas. Did you break the bet?、Mm. They're named the same thing.、Mm. Okay. So I think there's a little more nuance here, though. I do well, think there's a, there's a sea lion, and then there's a lion. They're two different things. Well, there's a pizza sub, and there's a pizza. There's a Paris, France, and then there's a Paris, Texas. You tell me. To there's a dove. There's a dove chocolate, and there's a dove soap. <laughs> <laughs> I've made that mistake more than once.、Yes. Thank you very much. I would say both delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I do think I do think Tim is wrong, but you can push it like in a million ways. Like, for instance, a mozzarella stick, which is cheese breading, and then you're dipping it in marinara sauce. I don't、mm-hmm. think anyone would say that's pizza. You could have like like these、uh, perverted people that are doing like in, like dish hacks on on Instagram, where they're like, "Hey, tired of pizza, or want to have a healthier pizza? Just take this slice of zucchini in half, put tomato sauce on it, and then melt cheese and put it in the oven. Is that pizza?" You know, Rachel's not carb loading with with that before. Yeah, that's、home. not going to cut it. Um, What about I, a cauliflower crust pizza? Yeah,、that's、I mean, well, that's that circular, but it's not dough. I guess it is dough. It is. You know dough. what? I don't know,、yes. but I think we can say we've settled this. 
Yes. I think we're all in agreement. We're Tim, all in agreement in different ways. Tim you owe Paul right. $200. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, can, can, I, can I throw in a little hot take? Yeah, of Pizza? course. Pizza? Slightly overrated. Oh, my God. Well, we can't do this, J.D. We don't. I mean, like two months without pizza, easy. I could do a year. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he eat lasagna? Lasagna's right there. No one's going to tell you lasagna's pizza. It's, it could scratch yeah. a similar itch. Rachel, you disagree. I think if you're eating it with your hands, it's pizza. There, I said it. Anything <laughs> okay. you eat. Okay. Chicken wings <laughs> is pizza. I, That's agree. All pizza. I actually agree with that. That's a great take. Potato skin is pizza. Tacos are pizza. What if you taco the pizza? Yeah, that's now double pizza. Yeah, that's... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got more topics to get to. We'll explore them now in our gently paced speed round we call the chaotic good. And this one's for Patreon sickos only. To subscribe to Patreon, go to patreon.com slash isthisgood, and you too can hear the full episode. If not, we'll catch you on the other side of this. Uh, all right, Rachel, that was the chaotic good. Remember, if you'd like to have heard that, go to patreon.com slash is this good. There's only one last quick thing to do, Rachel, and that's play subjective trivia. So subjective trivia is just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. So this is where I'll ask the guests a question that has no factual answer, even though I insist it does. So, for example, last week I asked, what's the best Girl Scout cookie? Mm. I had an answer. My answer today is written on this card. That's not the question. But I am excited, Rachel, because on your podcast, you have your own version of subjective trivia. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. She's thinking. Who tops who? (gasps) That's subjective trivia, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Can you briefly explain to JD how that works? Who tops who? We grab, you know, we take two uh, people, but sometimes entities or outfits, and Mm -hmm. we put them against each other, and then we crunch the numbers, and if they were to bone or boink each other, (laughs) who hypothetically would be topping and who would be bottoming? And we discuss it, and we figure it out. And there is a definite answer as well. Right. 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 Hmm. Okay. So it's, it's exactly the same. Like one I saw online you did was uh, Annabelle and Megan. Annabelle, that, that horror doll that comes to life, and Megan, the robot horror person. And right. I believe you said Annabelle tops Megan. So there, there's an example. So today's subjective trivia, Rachel, very quick, very simple. Uh, JD and me, who tops who, based on the way this podcast has gone, uh, I, think, I think we all know your answer. I have mine written here. Uh, me versus JD, who tops who, Rachel? Oh, wow. This is really beautiful. Because, you know, and I, I really think about it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. I really got to yeah. paint a scene. And, like, because, you know, we're looking at JD. He's got such, like, a statement glasses and, like, the long beard that feels more. And, like, Matt has very twinky hair in a very, like, beautiful way. <laughs> but I do believe huh but now before you answer much like video dating we've never met in person so you don't know our sizes do you want to know our sizes or do you feel like i would be cheating? i would really like to know your your sizes okay jd go first uh give us give us the stats uh, as if my, you were a boxer my as if i'm, I'm a 215 215 pounds uh just under six foot tall okay, okay. R- reach 
Reach? <laughs> How many inches? About eight inches. Man. About eight inches. About eight okay. inches. And that's uncut. Okay. Incredible. Uh, so Incredible. JD, JD two fifteen, basically six feet. Mm-hmm. And I think this might this might solve everything for you, Rachel. I uh, a gentle one thirty two, five foot five. Are you? Oh, I'm. I'm in. I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty clear what's happening in this room here. Uh-huh. You know what yeah. I mean? I do believe yeah. that JD tops in a way that's very loving, like a service, mm-hmm. like a service pleaser. You know what I mean? And like uh-huh. Matt would that would put you in a receiving role. But I don't. I see it in a way that like there's eye contact. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. respect and also probably like a give and a take. Like less of uh, a power bottom and more of like a loving, subservient, <laughs> gorgeous, like worshipped. You know what I mean? Really glorious mm-hmm. type of catcher position, but in a very, very nice, respectful, like, there's not a power dynamic type of a way. You know what I mean? And everyone gets theirs. Everyone is getting their rocks off. You know what I mean? I think it's great. Honestly, I like it, and I think it's good. Okay, th- thank you for <laughs> thank you for painting that picture. I mean, if it, if it also helps, um, I am, JD is actually 10 years older than me, too. So he's, That's you know, true. he's definitely teaching a team thinker, too. I usually ask JD if he agrees with the guest, but he's too close. I can't ask him. He's too biased. <laughs> too close, Rachel, yeah. you are correct. The answer yeah. is JD. I'm, I'm clapping it. because you got it right, not because I'm on top. But right. uh, No, you got wow. it right. I mean, look, I f- <laughs> as the host, perhaps one would think maybe I'm in control here, but we all know who's really in control. <laughs> The man fiddling all the knobs. It's the, the quieter knobs. ones. It's the ones that are just <laughs> behind this. Yeah, you. I mean, we all know. Uh, I can't uh, wait for, for my it. mother-in-law to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's tr- truly nothing your mother-in-law hasn't heard. That's uh, absolutely right. Shout out to Norma. <laughs> um, Rachel, where can people find you? You can find me at Rachel Safety on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. And if you want to see my show, it's uh, Two Dykes and a Mic, and that's our handle for Instagram and Twitter. And we have a website if you want to see us live, but those are in the links of all of our bios. But coming up, we have um, 15 more cities just added, so chances are we'll be close to you if you want to see live stand-up comedy and a very fun queer live show. That's where we're at. And I'm, if you're in L.A. on April 7th, I'll be taping my special at the El Portal Theater. Yeah. And uh, I might I might be there. Um, unless, we <laughs> you're can, allowed, unless we can find love two deserving queer people to give our tickets <laughs> to. Uh, now, J.D., I know you're going to Atlanta, I saw. So, oh, J.D., that hey. could be a night out with Rachel. I mean, yes. you're Rachel. Yeah. But watch out. Double Rachels. I mean, bring your <laughs> wife. Let me play her in pickleball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'll bring my racket. That's fun. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, bring bring your racket to Atlanta. Um, If you have topics, tweet them to me at startersmad or email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, That's where you can check out Rachel, uh, which you will want to do. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Rachel for coming on. Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review. For everyone, I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. 